it's Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime, and yuletide Ooh. Mm. And while I'm drinking still, you finished your drink, aren't you? Finished my festive drink. Mm. Yeah. What did yours have in it? Because it looked like Buddy the Elf made it. Sprinkles. I just ate one. Um, okay. It is, I don't know what he put in it. I'm thinking it's, okay, it's, it's bourbon, it's triple sec, it's uh, coconut whipped cream, maybe, mm. Mm, marshmallows, and <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> chocolate syrup. sprinkles. Oh, and chocolate syrup. I mean, you did basically marry Buddy the Elf. <laughs> We really likes Christmas. <laughs> and I like drinking. <laughs> Excellent. I went with a less f- fun festive looking. My drink looks like literal mud water, but it's delicious. So I'm not matters. complaining. It's uh, spiced apple cider, tequila, and triple sec. And it's cold. It's not hot. Because I know that a lot of people are like, hot apple cider, which sounds good. But don't mix tequila with hot. That's... No, that's bad. That's not good. Mm-mm. Hey, speaking of drinks, mm-hmm. we should probably discuss this more off air. But whatever, it's Christmas. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think. Okay, let me be. Okay, let's see how good, how, how good a job I can do with good, this. Good luck with deep whatever you're doing. Breath, deep breath. Okay, so with all of these lovely, awesome drinks that people have been buying us and. We're going to be giving yes. at least half of the portion to Rancho Laxo to help all of the animals. And just, why not? This year has been shitty and it feels good to help. Um, so, I'm thinking, and if you do want to buy us a drink, um, we're doing it until Christmas where we're donating um, part of it to them. Uh, please check them out, too. They're on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. You can look them up. It's B-O-O-C-H-A-C-E-S. That's her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's her animal sanctuary. Um, and yeah, if you buy us a drink, they're only $3. Um, you can go on our Instagram and click our link in our bio and you will find it. Um, so it says buy had... us a drink. Question mark. <laughs> so we've been thinking slash Royal we, I've been thinking that we have the same with... brain. It's true. So with all these drags that have been purchased for mm-hmm. us, 
Um, I was thinking <laughs> we take the drinks money, our, our part of it, and buy some good drinks. Mm-hmm. And we have a New Year's Eve extravaganza <laughs> where we drink them. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Live on Instagram on something? I think so. Oh, okay. I think we do maybe like, at least some of it live. I don't know, guys. What we're do you drinking think? this I privately think? at home in my, no, in my house. No, no, like no, 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 no. I'm announcing it now because everyone can be a part of it if they want. I don't know. Maybe we do a YouTube live or like whatever like cool people do. I'm not sure. I'll have to write some letters. But <laughs> write your congressman, see what he tells you. <laughs> He's like, "Why would you ever use YouTube?" <laughs> it's Zoom, baby. <laughs> like New Year's Eve, like you and I do like 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there and we do check-ins. <laughs> Throughout uh, the day. Shit still drunk. Still watching <laughs> New Year's Rockin' Ape. <laughs> yeah, Doing right? a puzzle. <laughs> if, I think it could be fun. Um, I don't know I if memory serves me correct. I believe you don't usually make it till midnight. <laughs> I do too. Okay. Oh great. I okay. do too. Don't don't you dare. I nine out of ten times do. Usually do. So that's a good that's a good nine out of ten. And if we're if I have doing a mission, it, then yeah, then yep, exactly. Up. Then I have a mission and I am sticking to it, and it will be a success. I think on, I don't know how YouTube works. Do people comment live on YouTube? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't either. Someone email us fast. <laughs> we only have so much time. <laughs> We'll figure something out for you guys. But I think it'd be fun. So we'll if you want to add to our, our drinks and give more to Sweet Cute Animal Sanctuary, um, then yeah. we will be consuming these Bev's New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, holiday man. shared by all. <laughs> I'm excited. I am Not too. going anywhere. I'm going to be rocking out my jams. No, exactly. I have nothing to do. I have nothing to look forward to. Like... Now we now go. We something very serious and important we'll have to, to look forward to. Plan a really good killer outfit if this is live and people are viewing us. Oh my goodness. I already have a really good idea. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Is that surprise? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, for n- moving on to news, past whatever that was. Um, <laughs> no, but really, do donate money for Animal Sanctuary, please. We have some crazy news. I mean, the whole world's heard about it, but I don't care. We need to talk about it because it's exciting. And it happened, I think, earlier this week or last week. The Zodiac Code. It's been cracked. Oh, yeah. How can we not talk about that? That's true. Good call. So important. So Mm -hmm. a 51-year-old mystery surrounding a message from a notorious serial killer may have been finally solved. I think it has been solved. It has been solved. Well, I mean, the code has been cracked. We still don't know who the fuck wrote it, but... Um, yeah, I, yeah, they're never going to crack that one. The, uh, my name is, like, what is it, like, six or seven characters? They said it's, like, one in a bajillion that like, you're ever going <sighs> to solve that because there's too few characters for it to mm-hmm. have any. It's just luck. So amateur code breakers from three different countries work together to break the so-called 340 cipher. 
which was sent to the San Francisco Chronicle in November of 1969 from the notorious Zodiac Killer, who terrorized the Bay Area from the late 60s to the early 70s. He still remains unknown, obvi, because we still call him just the Zodiac Killer. Uh, software engineers Sam Blake from Australia, Belgian uh, Jarl Vaughn, and American cryptographer David Orenchok solved the code and sent the results to the FBI who have confirmed the solution. The 340 refers to the number of symbols in the coded message. That is crazy. It's wild. It's very interesting. That's it looks huge. like a crossword puzzle, and except that they're not letters in it necessarily. There's Some of them are like weird symbols. And it looks like somebody mashed a bunch of wingdings together. Totally. It does look Wingdings like font. <laughs> and then they like, yeah, they ran it through this, like, they're all computer programmers, and they ran it through this system, and eventually got something that hit and i think they got like two diagonal sentences that like they were like holy shit this is readable this is a sentence and it's like a creepy sentence because there's like kill in it and shit well (laughs) he says although the anonymous murderer had earlier sent what he alleged was his real name in code the current solution does not appear to reveal any name so like you said they're not cross that yeah he says something like piggyback off of each other they're different mm -mm. The decoded message reads, I am not afraid of the gas chamber because, as he bizarrely reasoned, I will have enough slaves to work for me in paradise. But he spelled, but they spelled paradise, P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E. Right. Um, in other taunting messages, the, cur- the killer continually expressed his belief that, vict- that his victims would become his personal servants in the afterlife. Right. Ew. So it's crazy because... What had happened was, um, I forget what late night show it was, but someone called in and said they were the Zodiac Killer. And he, this letter got like, he wrote it because he was based, he wanted people to know that, hey, that voice that called in, not him, not him, it's me. This isn't cool. Mm. And what's really creepy about this person is like, they're really smart. A lot of the references that they use, they're all intentional. He didn't misspell that on purpose. It's Oh, I'm sure not. Like, it's on purpose he there's meaning behind it there's like a comic book cover that like has paradise i think spelled that way he steals Mm. a lot of things from like really kind of like obscure operas um Hmm. he's it's it's makes him somehow creepier to me i don't like it but what's funny to me is that when they cracked it they realized like okay why did the code stop on these two sentences and there's nothing more like there should be more and they realized that he messed up, and one of his characters in his, mm, like, coding was mm-hmm. one off. So that <laughs> once they purposely, once they added in the mistake of it being one off, mm-hmm. then the rest came out. Oh, how So funny. he only got his code right for two lines. The rest you know of what it mean? was, that's so funny. Yeah. I love it. I love not, that. Part. I guess you're not that, that smart, it. Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Please don't yeah, kill me. Yeah, go maybe some more operas. I don't know. Keep doing a good job. <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Yeah, good. <laughs> he's got to be like 80s. Yeah, but I, do you think he's alive? Uh, do you think he could be? I mean, I haven't. I don't know. I mean, he could be. I don't see why he couldn't be alive. Yeah. So weird. It's so spooky. It is. Spooky. I hate it. Like the code part, and it's weird. You know what's weird about it is it's fifty-one years later, and he still has like in a way like new messages. Like his voice is still active. It makes mm-hmm. it like he's still current. 
Like, it has a new message, even though it's old, technically. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to me. It's gross. It is gross. And disgusting. <laughs> Shout out to the guy that hates us for that. Boom. Yeah, we love you. Smoochies. Peace and love, bro. All right. <laughs> Shall we move on? I had, I found a stupid news. <gasps> I thought you said you had no news. And I my heart was broken I and I was sad. Okay. Well, cool. mend it back together with this story. <laughs> I am a waiter. Oh, delicious. As Illinois building owner to commission Soviet style cookie monster mural. Wait. Wait. <laughs> what? I don't know. I need a I picture, please. I need a picture okay, of this wait. mural. It's it's a lot. It's, I kind of like it, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joshua Huggins has no idea who paid him to paint the short-lived artwork. <laughs> Love him. Um, this mural is the Cookie Monster. It's on a commercial building, but it sure wasn't the owner. The Illinois artist and a man pretending to be the property owner commissioned him to realize a very specific artistic vision <laughs> reminiscent of Soviet era propaganda posters on <laughs> the beloved Sesame Street character holding up a cookie shitting a rainbow over a city cape with the Russian word. Did you say word. shitting a rainbow? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so, but I hope I did. <laughs> I thought you said... If oh. he was shitting a rainbow, I would love to leave him more. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, said, I swear you said that. Okay. Shooting Sorry. a rainbow. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I mean, in our hearts, he's sh- he's shitting the rainbow. That made sense <laughs> to me. I was like, okay, I got that. And then in Russian, it reads "Peace Land Cookies." Oh well. I asked him for the backstory. He said, "Well, this is what I like, and this is what I want." And then he left it at that. Oh, <laughs> I no. want that on his shirt. Oh. This is what I like. This is what I want. <laughs> The guy, he contacted me, and we met twice, so I'd like, <laughs> so I'd know him if I saw him, but apparently he gave me a fake name. Ah, I still poo. have no idea who he is. Um, Hawkins says he finished the job after Thanksgiving. Three days later, the actual building owner called. He got Hawkins' number from a business card he'd passed out while he was painting. <laughs> he got pretty irate and sent a few choice words my way, and I thought at first it was a prank. And then, as the phone conversation went on, he threatened to call the police and press charges. That's when I kind of realized, okay, he's not pranking me. I offered to paint over it for him, and he told me he didn't believe a word of my lies. Then he said a few more choice words and hung up. (gasps) Oh, I feel so bad for the painter. (laughs) Me too. That's not his fucking fault. That's funny as hell. I mean, I thought that he got screwed over. What sucks is he didn't get any money. Oh. He didn't get paid. Uh, he has since covered it with white paint and says residents who liked it are giving him shit now, too. They said it was a, wasn't was a mural. It was graffiti. Now I'm the evil Grinch and getting hate mail. Oh, uh, no. This poor dude. No, it says he did get paid. So they wrote that weird. He said he got paid pretty well uh, oh. and paid over what I normally ask. Okay, oh. well, that's good. Okay. Well, then. I dig it. Who paid him? The I, fake well, owner? Yeah. Wow. I mean, shit, at least he got paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be He's like, green, not baby. my problem. <laughs> That's actually super funny. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, come on. I like it. Not against it. 
adds color to what looks like a very drab building. Really, really dreary area. Yeah. No. Boo. I agree. Hiss. (laughs) People are so weird. Like, just let art happen. Mm -hmm. Just let it happen. That art is not hurting anybody. I don't know why that needed to be taken down. Whoa. I forgot these marshmallows have bourbon on them. (laughs) <laughs> i was like what the fuck are you eating oh mm. squishy marshmallows Damn. so shall we start in our uh our journey subject? our I christmas was like, journey <laughs> our y'all journey <laughs> so we thought santa's Christmas. we would discuss why it's not christmas <laughs> <laughs> Confused? Us too. <laughs> Soon you'll be less confused. Or more. Less, we can't or decide. More. Or both. Did you say more, more? More or both. Oh, then like you're like, more, more. I'm like, or that. Oh, <laughs> um, so we're going to walk you guys through... Some of the things that have been recognized as Christmas symbols and traditions that have not really come from the Catholic Church. Yeah, we're going to talk about where things came from. Oh my goodness. And (laughs) get into it. And why they be why they be. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of tequila. There's so much of this drink. So, I think this will be a good place to start. And when I say that line anytime, I only hear Sound of Music. Let's start at the very beginning. (laughs) That's the only one I hear. (laughs) It's a very good place to start. (laughs) I mean, where else would you start? Why would you start anywhere else? God, idiot. (laughs) Not Maria. Go find some curtains. (gasps) <gasps> Maria's not an idiot. She's. I awesome. mean, that haircut. Okay. That well, haircut. her haircut was not probably not her choice. <laughs> well, let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> let's watch let's that talk movie about together. That. We'll spend an hour on that. <laughs> um, so- <laughs> Moving Good. on. So, I don't know if you guys have heard, but um, <laughs> what Saturnalia is besides a super cool name. Mm, mm-hmm. I really like this name a lot. Mm-hmm. Saturnalia is what we should all be celebrating. And well, we to kind some of extent, are. we are, and it's much better. Our Christmas is Our, our Christmas is less exciting. Exactly. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturnalia is an ancient Roman, like, precursor to Christmas. It's where, it's where things got real, and we stole from it. Um, it's basically an amazing holiday party with all of the boozy, all of the presents, all of the orgies, all of the good times, sick beats playing in the background. It's the best. (laughs) 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 So the Roman poet Catalyst describes Saturnalia as, quote, the best of times. He didn't even have to offer a caveat. He just was like, guys, it's the the best. best. Shit's (laughs) off the hook. It was just amazing. (laughs) So, 
Saturnalia came from humble beginnings. It started as a farming ritual. You're thinking that's not that awesome. Where <laughs> farmers would offer grit, grits, gifts. Maybe they didn't have grits. <laughs> Could you imagine? Here's well, some grits. I don't want grits. Bad Christmas for you. Bad DJ. Saturnalia for you. <laughs> <laughs> and sacrifices. Ooh. To Ooh. the gods in celebration of the winter solstice and the winter planting season. Those early rituals morphed into a holiday with a real name, Saturnalia, which honored, uh, honored Saturn, the Roman god of agriculture, <laughs> who, like all benevolent deities, demanded his worshippers honor him with slaughtered animals, not cool, and mm -hmm. gifts. Guy's kind of a Gifts I like. Yeah. Yes. Um, so initially, uh, the celebrations were just one day long, just a one day long party. Hmm, cool, but we can do better. But as more and more people started to celebrate... The holiday grew and grew, oh my goodness, until it became a week-long festival <gasps> by the time of the late Roman Republic. So we're talking now one day, full-blown <laughs> full week-long shindig. See, why did the church take it back? They want to take all the fun away. They took like, it back. They're like, you can only have one. <sighs> there isn't a real good explanation for why Saturnalia grew from one day to one week, but we'd like to think it was because people simply realized that a party that lasts seven times longer is seven <laughs> times more awesome. <laughs> this math tracks. Nobody worked during Saturnalia, so of course they're going to want it to be longer. Courts and schools were closed. Business dealings came to a halt. People had all their time dedicated to gambling, eating, straight up chilling, and giving super cool bomb ass gifts <laughs> so it sounds like vegas but like nice mm-hmm totally <laughs> minus the sacrifice like, like like friendly vegas minus the sacrifice let's just yeah. say that instead of sacrifice we just give grits <sighs> okay i like it <laughs> so um go ahead i'll let you go <laughs> Uh, Here's your grits, guys. Happy Saturnalia. <laughs> so oh, during shit. Saturnalia, <laughs> so I guess Boxing Day can kind of trace its roots to Saturnalia. So this is where servants would receive gifts from their masters or like a service from their masters. So also during this time, like during Saturnalia, all social rules were gone. Out the window. Toodaloo. Bye -bye. That meant that even slaves got a chance to participate in the festivities. So they were treated like people and humans. And they even received gifts from their masters or sat at the head of the table while their masters served them. Which sounds almost kind of like they were making fun of them. It kind of reminds me too uh, of... Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, not that I don't want to be like treated version... well, but... Yeah, it reminds me too of Halloween where everyone wears masks and you can go yeah. and like fuck around and like the rich neighborhoods yeah. and... I mean, I just yeah, I hope that they were being genuine little... about it. Yeah, we're gonna. Um, but I mean, it, not Saturnalia was supposed to be for everyone, everybody, not just mm -hmm. the richies. Agreed. Or the so, farmers. <laughs> one of the best parts of Saturnalia All is year. the fact that many households would choose a mock king who got to lord it over the rest of the house for the week. Oh, fun! I want it. <laughs> <laughs> so they were considered the leader of Saturnalia or Lord of Misrule. This person's sole job was to make mischief during the week, which is like the best thing ever. 
Um, so a good leader of Saturnalia or Lord, I think ladies should be involved in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is this is what they would do? They get to insult guests. Excellent. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Wear crazy clothing. Love it. Was already wearing a crazy outfit to begin with. Uh-huh. So lovely. Chase people around the house. Here for it. Yep. Here for it. While insulting them and dressed like <laughs> uh, crazy beans. Yeah. Good stuff. And also, you get to plan all the scandalous party entertainment. Edward Penis Hands is already queued up. It's ready to go. <laughs> 24-7. One week long, baby. <laughs> Love, 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 love. So this person, this lord or lady, I'm going to pretend ladies got to be a two, mm-hmm. was chosen by fate. A small coin would be hidden in a cake served at the beginning of the festivities. Whoever mm. found the object in the cake would become the king of Saturnalia. Hmm. So like king's like cake. New Orleans and Yalls. Bourbon Street tradition where you, um, yeah, have the king cake. Um, this is so weird that it's similar that's crazy the tradition of hiding coins and postures would eventually evolve into the kind of mardi gras custom uh that we all know where you hide a little baby figurine inside of the king cake which is weird mm-hmm. i never liked that i was like get this out I, know, of I feel my like cake. it's hurting in there I'm like poor baby oh no i was just cake. like get this plastic out of my cake <laughs> yeah Ew. i don't like that either so oh, guys also these feasts were off the chain um, so think of your absolute <laughs> best idea of a holiday party <laughs> and then multiply that by 10. It was seven straight days of debauchery. So we're here for it. God, that's a lot. You got to pace yourself. Like what's the... You fall asleep in your food probably. So each household had the, you know, the party king to create chaos inside the home and then there were public feasts and celebrations that everybody could attend so not only was your house mayhem outside was mayhem there's no taking a break from the mayhem (laughs) Uh, people would stay out late into the night drinking and partying with their friends and according to legend and the roman author uh, pliny had to build a soundproof wall in his house just so he could keep working during saturnalia he sounds like a real turd i don't like it how could you not write it? he sounds Ew. like a boring old fart. Agreed. So, the traditional greeting on Saturnalia was <laughs> low Saturnalia? I-O. That's an I. Is it really? Okay. Uh-huh. I-O. Oh, boy. Ayo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I hear. People would run through the street calling, Ayo, Ayo, Ay! I made that up. Our favorite... Theory suggests that Mr. Claus himself started saying ho, ho, ho based on this ancient Roman greeting. Mm. Why not? I buy it. They're similar. Yeah. Why not? Why not? (laughs) And so now we're going to go into how some of this was converted and some other traditions were converted into the Christmas that we know and love today. Or don't love. I mean, I don't presume to understand what people really feel on christmas some people hate mm-hmm. it yeah um and i think if we brought back saturnalia i think more people would like it. appreciate it <laughs> way less stressful you know what too if you give a shitty gift no one cares they're drunk and there's so, it feels like there's more <laughs> togetherness and less like 
because everybody has to contribute in some way it's less like the onus is on you to make this perfect it's like mm-hmm. uh, well if your house sucks then we'll just go party in the street it's cool like don't even worry about it it's wild dude seven days seven days i bet they had <laughs> they all probably well, they probably did that because none of them lived for very long it was like in the early what like 900s or like 600s time let's keep it going they don't have any like, other good Saturn, shit going on. They need to really make Saturn, like, we gotta love up that planet. <laughs> and that scary mean god that demands lamb sacrifices, which is Yeah, that I don't sick. like. I'd get in trouble at these parties. I know. I'd be like, save them! You should talk about the planetary alignment, because that's happening this year, and that's important to our story. Ooh. Okay. So, this is, our, this is really cool. So, um... This event, the last time it happened, was 800 years ago, which is pretty freaking wild. On December 21st this year, the winter solstice, two planets will appear nearly aligned, resulting in an event that is tray uncommon. Mm-hmm. It is so cool. I have it set in my Google Calendar right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> At one time, astronomers may have felt it so closely resembled a Christmas miracle or perhaps the star of Bethlehem that they named the spectacle the Christmas star. The event is called a conjunction, um, said Shane Larson. He's an associate director of Northwestern Center for Interdisciplinary Exploration and Research in Astrophysics. Boom. Title. Hey, guy. Uh, so he said, conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn have been every 20 years, and most aren't very close at all. What makes this one especial is that they are right, 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 right next to each other. These two planets Delicious. have never been this close in the sky for 400 years, so no one really knows what it's going to look like because it hasn't happened since 1623. That kind of gives you a sense of the rarity. This is not just a once-in-a-time lifetime event. This is a once-in-our-history since we built the telescope event. Um, while catching a glimpse of either Jupiter or Saturn is relatively commonplace, um, uh, Michelle Nichols, that's kind of funny, Nichols, she related to say Nick, an astronomer <laughs> at the Adler Planetarium said the 1623 Christmas star occurred so close to the sun, it's possible it went largely unnoticed. Mm. The last time the two gas giants uh, <laughs> were this close and easily seen 800 years ago. Mm. It'll be closer than anybody on Earth has ever seen those two planets. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They're coming close together, but they are not going to merge. They are not forming a single star. They will still appear as two distinct objects. The distance between them will appear as about one-fifth of the diameter of the full moon. Um... It's just, I think this is really cool. Um, so, if you like astronomy stuff, make sure you save a reminder in your calendar because it'll be easy to forget on December 21st. 21st is really exciting. But explain why this is important to our story. It's important because <laughs> we're going to go over the like Christian Christmas story version. Yeah, like Christmas story, like the, you know, birth of Jesus and all this stuff. And. As we talk about it, it relates to things like this event happening and other, um, like, celestial things that happened in the sky and where maybe this story kind of grabbed from. Mm-hmm. Because the Christians 
were trying to let's just i'm gonna put it out there the christians were trying to appeal to the people of the pagan religion and instead of trying to remove all of their celebrations and remove all of their symbols they converted them right they straight up appropriated them into now it's christians now when you're doing this you're actually it means this giving thanks to this saint or this god and you're not actually honoring the solstice or this norse god Mm -hmm. yeah so we're going to talk about that because the um the solstice this year or well this planetary alignment it's been said that they believe that planets looked like they were one big giant shining star so that would be considered the star of bethlehem Mm -hmm. so leading up to christmas we've got so it's this time of year in the winter it's called the yuletide and that is a period of time of 12 days that are from the solstice to the epiphany the roots really were in norse mythology Mm -hmm. and they actually even said that uh you know the guy the santa guy kind of looks like odin kind of could maybe be father nature (laughs) or the green man yeah and it is really it's really interesting because it's like all of these things that are in this story have a version that is (laughs) it's oddly similar Mm -hmm. odin does kind of look like him (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so i know the epiphany is because i mean not everyone knows what the epiphany is i barely understand some of these things i don't understand (laughs) the epiphany in christian times so it's it's the in western christianity it's the Mm -hmm. feast that commemorates uh the visit of the magi to jesus Oh, okay. So that's what that is. When they go and see him, and I assume, like, there there he is. He is the son of God. And that's the epiphany. Got it. Okay. So Yuletide takes place in winter. And what it is, it's, it's you know, it's the darkest time of year. They decorate the halls that they have with, with boughs of holly. And they light up all of these candles because it's it's dark. And this time of year is meant to remind them that the light will come again. Right. Because where this started was in the Northern Hemisphere. It's It gets fucking dark there and it stays dark for a very, very yeah, long time. there's no streetlights. It's pitch black. It's <laughs> a little spooky. That's like it. So that's why you continue to light all of these candles and keep all these candles lit and have all of these like warm traditions. Right. Uh, and... Some could even argue it got distorted to the point where that's why we have Christmas lights on our houses. Mm-hmm. To just mm-hmm. kind of bring back light. Because, like, you're mm-hmm. saying the winter solstice, it's the darkest day. But mm-hmm. after that, you start getting more light, less dark. It's coming back. Yeah, because leading up to the solstice, the days are shorter, the nights are longer. And then when you once you hit the solstice, it's, like, the longest, darkest day. And then, it, like you said, it gets progressively a little lighter again. Three days after the solstice typically starts, so, like, on December 25th or... Is it leading up to? It's leading up to December. It's starting the day of the solstice, and then for the following three days, and this was noticed in multiple religions. It was noticed by the. It was noticed by the the Norse. It was noticed by the um, Egyptians. Who else? There were some others. I'm like blanking right now because I'm going um, off of memory. Right the Babylonians. Now, so okay. like December 25th is like a significant date. In all these different cultures. So the Babylonians believe the son of the queen of heaven and his 
<laughs> cousin twice removed, was born on <laughs> December 25th. Um, in ancient Egypt, you got their celebration of the birth of the son of the fertility goddess. These are all sons being born. Hmm, sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was born to the fertility goddess Isis. Also kind of interesting. I mean, you got your fertility goddess and then you got the Virgin Mary. And mm-hmm. It's just kind of interesting. And that's on the same date. While ancient uh, Arabs contended that the moon was born on December 24th. Cool. So they all, I mean, this number is it's a, popping up everywhere. Yeah, and the reason that they all converge on this date is because starting on the solstice and ending on the 25th around, thereabouts, the sun would always set in the same spot for those three days. It would set in the same spot, and that to them was the death of the sun. Yeah, so that's scary. The, the if you sun, don't know what's going on, that's horrifying because mm-hmm. they don't because they all track that the sun we moved. know now. Yeah, yeah. The, the sun moved in the sky to them, and it always set in like a slightly different spot on their horizon. Yeah, and it then during to this be standing yeah. still and dead. Yeah, and then in this More this period of time, it always just plopped in the same spot. So they're like, ugh. But then on the third day, it would be in a new spot. Therefore the rebirth of the sun or jesus yeah and i don't think it's believing that i don't think it's a coincidence that the you know the he is risen the sun Mm -hmm. is rising um you know the (laughs) sun is the sun literal sun (laughs) is being born like okay (laughs) the catholic church didn't really get too creative with it you know jesus is referred to as the light of the world okay so literally he's a son s-u-n side note they think that jesus was not actually born in winter that he was more of an april baby love it (laughs) i'm just saying he's not he's not a what is it not capricorn anyway i'm a horrible person i don't care (laughs) so Something else that that I think fun to mention Mm -hmm. is another thing that relates to, like, astronomy and the Christmas, like, story in general Mm -hmm. is the three... Oh, yes. So, another thing that is really interesting is that there are three stars that create the belt in the constellation of Orion. Yes. And here we go, me trying to pronounce them. All in attack, all in the lamb, and min... Taka. As the three stars rise in the evening sky on December 24th, they were supposed to point to the dawn on the morning of the 25th, three days after the winter solstice, okay? Um, Thus, in both pagan lore and Christmas stories, we have a rising sun, like we discussed, three Mm -hmm. days after the dying sun, weird, that gives hope to the new world and everything is going to be okay because our crops are going to grow, we're going to have sunlight, yay. Whoa, awesome. So, we're going to have another, like, good harvest, basically. Mm-hmm. Sun's back, y'all. <laughs> Saturnalia was <laughs> off the chain. <laughs> Remember that DJ? How oh, I dropped it low. Okay, cool. <laughs> Me too. So, more importantly, though, the three stars that I'm discussing were sometimes known to the ancients as, guess what, the three kings. Remember oh. those ones from Orientar, wherever the hell they're from? I don't remember. I'm a horrible I don't uh, Christian school. <laughs> Kid. I don't know. <laughs> this three kings, um, like the stars, they're part of the Star of Bethlehem legend of the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. 
And all this, like we're saying, just ties in together. Not only is there a star of Bethlehem that could have been like a comet, it could have been, some say it's how we were saying, like Jupiter and Saturn close together. Some say it's even just the sun when it was like in that one spot and people, who knows, but there's definitely something that can be said for a star of Bethlehem that has to do with the sky. And then you have the three kings that are in Orion's belt and referred to as the three kings in like that part of the constellation. That's pretty yep. crazy. Um, and you have to remember too, it's not like today where people are looking up at the sky and you can't see crap. Like there's no light pollution back then. So you can really see things. Yeah. And I think that's good to like kind of remember. So this person who researched this, they opened up a free constellation program called Stellarium. They set the earth location for Tel Aviv in Israel and checked out the star alignment for 2018. Unfortunately, the stars of Orion's belt do not align with the rising sun. They do point straight down as they rise, but the belt line points way too far east for the rising sun of December 25th. Because remember, it points to it. Mm -hmm. Points to the sun. And that's the three kings going to the sun. God. Mm -hmm. um, so, there's this thing called the procession of equinoxes that cycles every 26,000 years moving the constellations around the sky relative to the sun. I wonder if this Whoa, is it. Okay. Um, resetting the sky for the year zero provides a closer approximation for aligning the belt of Orion with the rising sun, but there's not a real match there yet. The belt stars of Orion still align too far east relative to the rising sun three days after the winter solstice. Apparently the legend of the three kings did not arise from this area or era. Um, if you reset the sky for the year 3000 BC, which is 5,000 years ago, finally they align the stars of Orion's belt with the rising sun for a bonus, Sirius, which is the brightest star in the night sky. Um, it also aligned and peaked up over the horizon just before sunrise. I was reading that there was a, an argument. They couldn't decide if it was Sirius or mm -hmm. if it was planetary alignment. Like, there's, like, this... There, Nobody can agree if that's accurate or not, which is very annoying. No, I agree. I... Oh, <laughs> oh punky. Oh. Okay. Um, so it could have been... It could have been Sirius, too. That mm -hmm. could also be the Star of Bethlehem. Um, and I think the reason why there's a few different theories as to which star it could be is because what it's we're going off of something that the catholic church kind of hodgepodge together mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like that's yep. gonna make it really confusing mm -hmm. um i mean but basically what we're trying to just convey is that there is a like a story written in the sky that they kind of plagiarized <laughs> Not and, kind of. They really did a lot. Yeah, they did. They did. And they even came up with cheesy catchphrases for it. Like, he's risen. And stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I guess like it. What it's I thought weird. was really funny about... Not funny, but while reading some funny, of interesting. the stuff... <laughs> funny, interesting. The church was really slow to embrace Christmas. Yuletide season. Midwinter festivals did not become Christmas for hundreds of years. Because the Bible gives no reference to when Jesus was born, which really actually wasn't a problem for early Christians. Again, why they can't figure out what star it is in the sky, because you're working off of mm -hmm. but, apps and dates. <laughs> and <laughs> at the time, it never really occurred to them that they actually needed to celebrate Jesus' birthday. They were just like, he was a good dude. 
let him be a good dude. Mm-hmm. It was no biblical directive to do so and no mention in the Gospels of the correct date. It wasn't until the 4th century that church leaders in Rome embraced the Christmas holiday. Because at this time, many people had turned to a belief that the church found heretical that um, Jesus had never existed as a man, but as a sort of spiritual entity. So they were like, oh, no, no, no. He was born. Ooh. And so we're going to steal Ghost it. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, There's two ghosts. Father, Holy Ghost. Other Father, Holy Son, Ghost. and... <laughs> Father, son, ghost. Son, ghost. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so he had, to, he had to have a birthday. So, you know, these midwinter festivals that we're talking about with their pagan roots were already, like, they were already in existence. So they were like, ooh, okay, we're going to take that. Take it. So this is where, this is when he was born. He was born on this day that you find important. This is Jesus' mm-hmm. day now. Mm-hmm. Mine. Thank you. Yep. Yep. I mean, the church is pretty crazy with stuff like this. Like, I learned recently that the Catholic Church to this day will not allow mistletoe inside because it has pagan roots. You will never see mistletoe in a, like, at least, you know, a non-modern day, like, Catholic Church, for sure. They, It's like a law. You cannot. I actually went, when we were at our tree lot and I was looking to buy some, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. They don't sell it here. I looked at several places. This is a very churchy area. They don't Weird. sell mistletoe. That's that why. It, I mean, it's literally banned I by the. I, I know that shit grows on trees up north, <laughs> which really makes yeah, me we sad because I can go. Damn it! <laughs> Send me some. <laughs> like, isn't that crazy though? It's banned. You cannot put it in the church. And also, you weren't allowed to give (laughs) gifts for Christmas. That's, like, a pretty modern thing. Yeah. I guess it wasn't until the 1800s that really, like, gift-giving became, like, a thing for Christmas. So strange. So, when you're So, we lost the gifts. We lost the fun party that's a week long. What the poo? What the butt? I agree completely. Like, I just... I don't know. Let's go back to the old ways, guys. I agree. I 100% agree. Ugh. Oh, wow. You can still celebrate the birth of baby Jesus if that makes you happy, but let's turn it into a week-long holiday. Mm-hmm. That honors the planets and, and drinking the... and having fun and friends and family and foods. No Giant sacrifices. Feasts. No. It's not necessary. And just thoughtful presents. And merrymaking and prankstering. And cool outfits. <laughs> Lots of cool outfits. It's the best yes. gift of all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I think one other thing that's fun to talk about, and we can end on this, um, I suppose, is Saint Nick himself, the our old friend from the North Pole. The fat man himself. Our old frond. <laughs> Oh, frond. So who is he? Who has this guy? What does he want? <laughs> to celebrate Yol cheer. Ooh. So Santa Claus can be traced way back to Apparently some pretty sinister roots. Monk, <laughs> and he was named Saint Nicholas. It's believed that Nicholas was born sometime around 280 AD. Okay way old um and patara near mira in modern day turkey he was super well liked he was way nice super kind and became the subject of 
some fun legends. It is said that he gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and sick. And one of his best-known acts of kindness was when he saved three poor sisters from being prostitutes. Say what, Erica? What are you talking about? So, back in the day, in the 280 AD day, um, (laughs) and forevermore, uh, if a dowry is involved um, and you don't have said gold dowry to give (laughs) away... You're shit out of luck, and now your family is going to starve and be destitute unless you go turn tricks. That's basically what happens, and it's really sucky and upsetting. So, St. Nick saw these three sisters, and before the dad had to figure out if he's going to sell them into slavery or prostitution, he snuck up to the window, and three bags of gold flung them in the window, and... Yay. No more prostitution in my near future. Which is crazy. Um, So some people then say there's another version of the story where their stockings hung, like they're drying them out by the fireplace, Mm -hmm. and he tosses them in and they land Mm -hmm. in the stockings. So that's some people think where that comes from. Okay. Who knows? Over the course of many years, Nicholas's popularity spread, obviously, and he became known as the protector of children and... Sailors. Sailors. <laughs> we love sailors. His feast day is celebrated on the anniversary of his death, December 6th. Maybe that's where I got that number. Oh, so, no. You were okay. really upset that you could not figure out that day. Yeah, I knew there was a reason there was December 6th was in my head. Why do I know this date? Oh. Also, side note, the reason that he is, because <laughs> this article doesn't talk about it, as far as I know, the reason he's like the patron saint of sailors is because there was some sailors out in their boat. They were in a storm, and Saint Nick appeared. I like to think of it as he astral projected onto their boat, or time traveled, or popped himself into a little orb shape and floated on over. Mm-hmm. And he saved them. He saved them all. And then when he the ship is back and they're on land. They're like, holy shit, that's the guy who helped us. He's on land. I don't understand what. It's St. Nick. He's the best. You are forever our guy. We will light Mm -hmm. all the candles for you all the time. So, December 6th was traditionally considered a lucky day to make large purchases or to get married. Uh, By the Renaissance, or as I say, the Renaissance, (laughs) St. Nicholas was the most popular saint in Europe. Even after the Protestant Reformation... When the veneration of saints began to be discouraged, St. Nick maintained a positive reputation, especially in Holland. Kind of cool. Um, St. Nick made his first inroads into American popular culture, because this is Europe so far that we've been Mm -hmm. talking about, towards the end of the 18th century. In December 1773 and again in 1774, a New York newspaper reported that groups of Dutch families had gathered to honor the anniversary of his death. The name Santa Claus evolved from Nick's Dutch nickname Sinterklaas and shortened <laughs> form of Sint Nicholas, which is Dutch for Saint Nicholas. Okay? That's a lot. In 1804, John Pinterd, a member of the New York Historical Society, distributed woodcuts of Saint Nicholas at the Society's annual meetings. He's trying to make a dollar. The mm. background 
of the engraving contains now familiar Santa images, including stockings filled with toys and fruit hung over a fireplace. In 1809, Washington Irving helped to popularize, popularize the Santa Claus <laughs> stories when he referred to St. Nicholas as the patron saint of New York in his book, The History of New York. Hmm. Kind of crazy. As his prominence grew, Santa Claus was described as everything from a rascal with a blue three-cornered hat, red waistcoat, and yellow stockings to a man wearing a broad-brim hat and a huge pair of Flemish trunk hose. What? A huge what? <laughs> so we've got uh, Santa Claus looks like he does because of a mishmash of some old duders. And don't forget, too, the original um, monk or um, the guy we talked about who helped out the three girls and their family. He in pictures is depicted always wearing white and red. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence either. Mm-hmm. Probably not. First one okay i'm gonna try to pronounce this is gonna i'm gonna butcher it I'm excited. uh Yulupiki? or it's i don't think it's because it starts with a j but i don't think you pronounce the j as j so i don't think it's jalu picky i think it's yulu picky <laughs> or peaky or something <laughs> so this is a uh there's a very old finnish legend of an evil gnome with godlike powers named Yulu Piki Puki. He spells it differently two times. This author frustrates me. I think it's Yulu oh, Puki. No. Um, he was originally a really bad guy. He came from the north, flying or riding on some beast, possibly a goat or a buck, as Yulu Piki or Yulu Puki means Yule Buck. Um, and he would demand gifts from people of Finland. And if these gifts were not satisfactory, he would wreak havoc on the people. Like a nice man. <laughs> um, and there's also a similar tradition. He's, he's living his best, Saturnalia. It's like, give me that shit. There's also a similar tradition in Iceland. There was a, a family of evil ogres called uh, Jolasvinar who would capture and allegedly eat children if the gifts of the people were not satisfactory. And in time, the story was kind of changed so that only naughty children were captured. Mm-hmm. And obviously the story was perpetuated to make kids not be shits. But both of them kind of look like Santa. And then there's also Dead Morose, uh, Granddad Frost, and the Snow Maiden. Granddad Frost would bring gifts to good little children on January 1st in Russia, Mongolia, and many of the former Soviet satellites of Russia. Um, so Granddad Frost wears red, and sometimes he wears blue, but he looks a lot like the Western Santa Claus. And he per- basically performs the same function. Um, and then, of course, there's Thor. Uh, Hot. Delicious. <laughs> a man-like god with bright red hair flying through the air in his chariot, being drawn Six by... Six-pack, huge guns. Two guns goats. Steel. Two goats <laughs> pulling his chariot. <laughs> Just two. <laughs> so Cute. he would bestow gifts to human in re- humans in return for porridge. <laughs> Guy, hey you know what at least it's not sacrifice of of like baby lambs 100 percent, way more supportive see i told you we've given him grits and it's the same thing he likes them give me those (laughs) uh so he may have worn red as red is said to be quote his color he is also known as the yule elf Mm. so i like it oh 
I have one person to add because we've been talking a lot about fellas and I want to talk about one lady in specific. Mm. Tell me. Because there's too many Gwen Stefani because it's the return of Saturn this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How did she know? How did you know? <laughs> oh my god, it's Jay. Okay, what? So, according to the Italian traditions, the 6th of January, the mm. Bifana, a kind of Italian old witch, will bear gifts and sweets to all good children and coal for the bad ones. I love the her. The Bifana was a pagan figure mm. that only later was credited amongst the Christian festivities. The name Bifana seems to derive from the word epiphany weird different huh. feasts are dedicated to the bafana all along italy but what is common all over is the use of stockings filled with sweets and toys so what's up with this lady interesting in the old histories bafana was kind of like mother nature and oh, that the 12th night after christmas moved door to door to leave seeds and buds to be planted oh. during the new year so I lovely love her. But instead, according to the Christian tradition, Epiphany was the day when the three wise men visited baby Jesus, like we said, and they brought their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's just Not helpful in the wintertime. Thanks, dudes. Mm-mm. So, Gaspar, Melchior, who knows, and Balthazar, <laughs> while wandering in the desert looking for baby Jay, met an old woman. After asking her for info, they invited her to join them in their quest. But the old woman refused, regretting her uh, choice. Some say she gave them wrong directions on accident. (laughs) Um, Leave her alone. So she regretted her choice only the following morning. From that time on, the old woman started roaming every house, bestowing small gifts to all children. She brought uh, the gifts she should have offered to Jesus. So if I move up there next year, can we celebrate that day? We should or actually. Well, I guess it would be like next give next seed year. packets to everybody. Yeah, I want to just go buy a bunch of seed packets and be like, "Yeah, welcome." What's her cell? Like what's her it. day? What's her name? What is it? Ba- ba- uh, Bafana. Uh, B F A N A. Bafana. I want to celebrate that day. I want to yeah, celebrate like her. her. That's nice. And we can have you a know, feast. Girl, in don't her beat honor. yourself up over like not going. It's fine. They would have. It's just a star. You could see it where you are. There's no baby. Sounded like you were almost about to sing a song, and I was like, "Oh, I wish I don't have one. Mm. Don't have one. Save sorry. That's okay. If we're drinking all those drinks New Year's Eve, though, then I'm sure I'll have many a song. Mm, Good. We should do some karaoke. (gasps) What? We should take requests. I don't even have a karaoke machine. How would I do this? You don't need one. We have YouTube. This is all terrible. We Mm. have things. This is not... Why do I say things? I love this idea. (sighs) Cool. That's exciting. Okay, we're not spinning the wheel because we... (laughs) We got kind of ahead of ourselves and recorded an episode thinking that it was going to air this week. We we lost track of our dates and times. And (laughs) we thought we had... No one is surprised. No, we're not surprised. So we actually already have next week's episode recorded. Yay! Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's with one of our wonderful friends. Yes, it's fun. And we have some exciting guests lined up for January. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spill the beans yet. No. No beans spilled, please. I do like beans. Don't spill them. I do. Don't spill them. 
<laughs> and our Saturnalia will sacrifice beans. <gasps> but never olives. Those don't get sacrificed. You know what we'll do? We'll take up whole beans and then we'll have like some demonstration and then they'll magically appear, reappear as a refried in three days. <laughs> Wait, are they magic beans? 100%. Oh. So if you plant them, do they grow into a beanstalk? Yeah, they can rise from the ground. It's great. And then if you but climb up, but I think the Mickey's epiphany should the be top. them becoming refried, and then everyone has nachos. Oh, delicious! Yes. When you're drinking a good hefty plate of nachos is or a yummy bean things. burrito. Oh, also good. I actually ate a bean burrito for lunch. I was so stoked about They're this. They're good. Everybody eats. They don't need. Sometimes the more basic you make it, the more satisfying it is. Sean thinks I'm such a weirdo. I'm like, just give me the beans and my cheese and some rice and some salsa. And I'm like, yum. Dude, sometimes I'll just do bean and cheese. Yeah. Oh, that too. I'm chill with that. I love that. Give me just bean and cheese. cheese. It's so good. Mm hmm. And the chow cheese. The chow cheese Mm -hmm. is the best. Chow cheese is number one. That is the best. It's so melty. Oh, guys, it's good. It's the best job. <laughs> uh, I wish it wasn't like 930 because I'd be like, eating the bean burrito right now. I support you doing that. No, I don't okay. support me doing that right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just drank a fuck ton of alcohol. I don't need to eat anything right now. Yeah, you do. Exactly. No, I need to just drink some water and chill out. Boring. Whatever. No. We'll make up for it New Year's Eve. Yeah, probably. Make many terrible decisions that night um yeah so that's all we got for tonight i hope you guys learned some stuff about some stuff and i learned some stuff i learned try stuff hope we uh melted your minds a little i really am excited to convey some of this knowledge to my husband and have him be like you are ruining my upbringing and my christmas because <laughs> <laughs> both of us married like very Christmassy dudes yeah for sure yeah. I mean, you know, I don't mean like religious I just mean like very into Christmas being Christmas and just what it is on its face. I told Bobby that I wanted Esme to know about Krampus and he is very against that. What? Oh, I love Krampus. I'm like, he's not coming for her. She's a good baby. Yeah, she's fine. I'm not saying it to scare her. It's just funny. It's just good to be aware. <laughs> right? I'll tell her about the Bafana. Yeah. Teach her about her. That. She's cool. We can leave seeds everywhere. You should definitely make her drop off seeds at your mom's house. That'd be cute. My mom would be so confused. That's okay. And then I'll say, Mom, it's like really feminist. And she'll be like, I love it. I hate guys. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Oh, your mom. All right. Uh, well, guys. guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Happy Yule. holidays. Happy Yule. Happy Saturnalia. Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Don't know what else there is. I'm forgetting things. I don't know all the things. But really, just a happy Saturnalia. Yeah, that's the one that I'm most worried about. That is forgotten. <laughs> I mean, because this Saturnalia. is the year of the return of Saturn. So we yeah, need to like... One. We kind of should all celebrate it. Because it has I nothing agree. to do with actual religion. It's just planets. Mm-hmm. It's just spas, guys. It's just spas. <laughs> Celebrate spas. Celebrate spas. Have a spas fast. <laughs>
Christmas stars? Not that I'm not fine. Spice, a Christmas story. That's <laughs> our <laughs> Lifetime movie that we need to make. Oh. It can cross air on Oxygen and Hallmark Channel as well. Love it. The trifecta. Mm. Those are our three kings. <laughs> <laughs> three queens. Call it. What it oh, is. three queens. I like that much better. Mm-hmm. 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 Whether it's ladies or drag queens. Oh, can it be drag queens? And drag queens win. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's much better. I love them. Mm-hmm. Me too. I actually really like to watch drag queen music uh, makeup videos because I'm like, oh, they, they teach me so many things. Yeah. I've learned so many things about that's hiding true. parts that I'm like, oh, I don't like that. That looks terrible. How do I cover that? Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we love you much. We'll keep you updated on New Year's. We still don't know what the hell we're doing. But yeah. you'll know if you follow us on social media. If you don't, Do it. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Get on that. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is <laughs> the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.